Budget Program, created by Rio Grande. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office calling all cars. Attention all cars. Broadcast 289 regarding a forgery suspect. Be on the lookout for Roy Sherwood. Suspect of passing forged checks. This man is armed and dangerous. That's all. Rose and Cliff. by what it will do, how it makes your motor perform, a gallon of the radically new and different all-purpose Rio Grande Cracks is the biggest gallon of motor fuel sold in the West today. Only four quarts to the gallon, yes, but every drop contains twice as many ingredients as are found in ordinary gasoline. And the way these ingredients are combined in this equal-to-all-emergencies gasoline makes all-purpose Rio Grande Cracks the answer to all the demands of the most exacting drivers on the highway. Before making this double-quality gasoline available to the general public, we purposely had it stand trial in police cars, ambulances, and other must-get-there public-serving equipment. And when the drivers of these cars literally raved about not only its amazing performance in every phase of driving, but its money-saving qualities as well, we lost no time in making all-purpose Rio Grande Cracks available to every automobile driver in California. And the way many thousands of you folks have joined with the men who drive the most, who know the most about gasoline, in a wholesale acceptance of this great new motor fuel, is a growing tribute, not only to your alertness, but to the genuine merit of all-purpose Rio Grande Cracks, the most highly recommended gasoline sold in the West. Your next tank full is waiting for you at the nearest red and white Rio Grande station. The story we are to hear tonight has been taken from the criminal files of the William J. Burns International Detective Agency, and from the confidential files of the Sheriff of Kings County, and from the files of the Sheriff of Los Angeles County. We have as our guest tonight, Major Edmund L. Green of the Sheriff's Office, who will open our program. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. When one mentions bad check artists, one usually thinks of a mild sort of man who lives by his wits, or what he thinks is his wits, while he steals from other people by means of forged checks. Such a man is entirely witless if he thinks that he can long beat the law no matter whether it is the private investigator who starts on his trail, as is the case in our story tonight, or whether it is the law enforcement officer of a department such as ours, the result will always be the same. The criminal cannot win. Tonight we shall hear of a man who thought he could beat the law and how well he succeeded. His is another example of truth of the statement, crime of any sort cannot pay. Our story tonight begins with the first statement taken from the file of Roy Smith, Kings County, number 15838, San Quentin, number 52524. On Saturday evening, June 25th, 1932, about 8 p.m., Bob Railsback drove his father's Judebaker sedan automobile to a parking place on Court Street within the city of Hanford, 
and parked the car while he and some friends went to the show. He left the key in the automobile. The defendant, Roy Smith, who was sitting in the courthouse park nearby, stole the automobile and drove to Los Angeles. Thus, calmly and without elaboration, Kings County authorities began the recitation of the case against Roy Smith. The report continues. Mr. J.E. Sparks, Deputy Sheriff of this county, on Saturday, July 2nd, 1932, arrested the defendant when he drove up in the stolen automobile in front of a house in Southgate, California. Now, when this bird comes along, if he does, I'll grab him. We'll take the car he stole back to Hanford. Want me to drive this car or the stolen one? You'd better drive the car rails back lost. I'll take the bird who stole it back on this one. How'd you find out where the car was? A fellow who knew this guy, Smith, saw him get in the rails back car and drive off. We knew where Smith lived before he came to Hanford, so we figured he'd head back here. Look, there's a car stopping across the street. Is that the guy? I don't know, but I'll soon find out. You wait here. All right. Hey, you. Is your name Smith? Yeah. What do you want? I want you. Well, that's wrong. What's on your mind? I'm an officer from Kings County. You're under arrest for grand theft auto. And that's the car you just drove up in. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, I guess you've got the right guy, mister. When do we start back? Right now. We're going my car. My driver will take this one back. Uh, mind if I get my clothes together? They're in the house. Nope. But I'll go with you just in case. Oh, that's all right. You can trust me. Maybe. Hey, Joe. Yeah? Get in the Studebaker. You'll drive it back to Hanford. Okay, Mr. Sparks. We'll be right back. Got a pack some clothes. You follow us. Get in, Smith. Uh, look, uh, do you mind driving by my girl's house in Huntington Park? I want to tell her goodbye. Well, I guess there's no harm in that. Sure. Get in. Thank you. We're going to stop in Huntington Park, Joe. Keep us in sight. That's what we have. Mm-hmm. That is part of the handsome. Little? Say, Smith, uh, what was the idea of stealing that car? You sure I stole it? You were driving it when I arrested you. That's pretty good evidence, isn't it? Well, I might have bought it. Stop stalling. What was the idea? Oh, I don't know. I was broke, needed money. Wanted to get to Los Angeles, and that looked like a good idea at the time. Didn't turn out so well, though, did it? I don't know. Maybe not. That's it. This works, though. Where'd you get that gun? Out of my suitcase when you let me pack. Stop the car. Oh, you sure do want to get to San Quentin, Dad. Don't worry about me. I'm not going to San Quentin, but you're going to heaven if you don't do just what I tell you to. Okay. You got the drop on me. Let's get it over with. Get out. No. Tell that partner of yours to get out of his car. He's got a gun in my back, Joe. You better get out of the car. Okay, Mr. Sparks. Lock that car and bring me the key. You know you'll get caught eventually, Smith. Why do you add to your troubles? Listen, Copper, I've heard that crime don't pay stuff before. Lay off. Here's the key to rail back car. Thanks. You got a gun? Nope. Well, now I'll just take yours, Mr. Sparks, and I'll be on my way. Deputy Sparks hailed the passing motorist and pursued the fleeing suspect into Huntington Park, where he lost the trail. Reporting the incident to the Los Angeles Sheriff's Office, Sparks returned to his own bailiwick. Several days later, Smith was located in the Chief Blooming House in Long Beach. 
Officers knocked on the door. Hope he's not as tough as Fox said he was. He probably is. He is it. Officers, open up. Let's see you, coppers. Come and get me. He's going to make trouble, I see. Want to kick the door down? Get a face full of lead? Know any more jokes? No, it's your turn. You tell one. Smith, come out of there. Yeah, well, he wants to play. Okay, let him have it. County closes with the defendant pled guilty to the charge of grand theft and on July 14, 1932, was sentenced to San Quentin prison for a period of seven and one half years. Our story reopens on December 20th, 1938, in the office of a branch bank in Lomita, California. Are you Mr. Wood? Yes. Uh, Norton is my name from the Burns Detective Agency. Oh, yes, yes. You phoned me this morning that you were coming down. That's right. Well, here's the check I phoned in about. It's made payable to George Kramer and signed T.W. Kahn. It's in George, sourced by George Kramer. Yeah. No either man? Well, naturally, we know Mr. Kahn. Uh-huh. He's one of our customers. And this man, Kramer, ran a filling station down the street. And besides, we find the signature is a forgery. Yeah. Why wasn't this discovered before the check was paid? Well, when the check came in, we called Mr. Kahn and explained that the signature raised some doubt in our minds about the genuineness of the check. But he assured us it was all right. What made him change his mind? Well, that was because another check came in on Monday, yesterday. A man who runs the beer power up the street came in with a check for $18, signed with the same signature as the $50 item. Now, this one. Mm-hmm. We called our depositor, and he came over, took a look at the checks, and said they were both for I thought he'd already okayed this one. He had over the phone. But when he came in, it developed that he had issued a $50 check on the 13th of December. Naturally, he thought it was that check which had come in. Who did he give this $50 check to? To a fellow named Gibbs. He's a friend of this Kramer. And Kramer was present when the uh, check was issued. And obviously, this Kramer used the genuine Jack to copy the signature. That's what we figured. However... We got in another check this morning from a local grocery made out to Leonard Mark and signed Frank Boyd. The grocery's already cashed it, but there are no such persons in town. Uh, who did you say this fellow worked for? For Mr. Strong. He ran the filling station for Strong down the next block. Thanks. Uh, I think I'll go down and have a talk with him. Now, Mr. Strong, you say this fellow Kramer works for you on a percentage basis. That's right, and his name's not Kramer. It's Roy Sherwood. Sherwood, eh? Yeah. And you haven't seen him since Saturday night. That's right, too. And believe me, I'd like to get my hands on him. Why? He ran up a flock of bills on me. Uh-huh. Charged a lot of stuff to me and sold it here in the station and kept the money. Any idea where he might be? All I know is he left this note saying he was going back to his old job in Alhambra. You let me have that note, will you? I'll have a talk with these people. I might check with the high drill people. He worked there once, so he claimed. Okay, thanks. I'll do that. Norton now begins.
gigantic canvas of the man's references given at the time of his employment with the Hydro Company. Checking with the police department at the sheriff's office, he found no record of the man, now known as Roy Sherwood. Skelly-type messages sent to the Department of Motor Vehicles in Sacramento brought words. Automobile registered in the name of Roy Sherwood, Ford Sedan, Checking the address given by the former employer, Norton again drew a blank. Meantime, he continued running down other addresses, previously secured. South Pasadena. Have any idea where I could find a man by the name of Roy Sherwood who was supposed to have lived here? No, I haven't the slightest idea. He's only lived here six months. Thanks. Yes? 
Are you good? What's the big idea? Well, you haven't answered my question. Listen, mister, I don't know you, and I'm not interested in your conversation. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking for Roy. Roy who? Roy Sherwood. Never heard of him. You're sure you didn't get a telegram from him last Tuesday? Who took... Hmm. No. No, I don't know any Roy Sherwood. Well, maybe you knew him by some other name. Just the same, I want to talk to you about him. Do you mind if I come in? No. Come on in. You live here alone? No. Girlfriend lives with me. Where's she? In the next room. Say, who are you anyway? I'm an investigator, and I'm looking for Sherwood on a bum check rap. If you want to keep out of trouble, you'll play the game with me and help us out. Oh, what makes you so sure I know this Sherwood guy? Well, in the first place, I know his girlfriend was looking for him earlier this week at the place where he worked. He told his boss she'd received a telegram from Sherwood. That's how I got your address. How do you know I'm the girl who was looking for him? Well, if you're not good, you're wasting a lot of valuable time trying to hold out on me. <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree, mister. Okay, lady, have it your way. But if you change your mind, here's my number. You can reach me to either one of those phones. Thanks, big boy. I can't wait. Meantime, additional checks were being received bearing the forged signatures of depositors of the Bonita Bank. Norton arranged for the sheriff's office and a complaint charging Sherwood with grand theft was issued. Early next morning, Norton received a telephone call. This is Norton. This is Cook. Yes? If you'll come down here, I'll give you the telegram and the letters I got from Roy. Why this sudden change of heart? I got to thinking about being mixed up in this rappy dinner. I don't want any part of it. Okay. Where was the telegram sent from? He was in Joplin, Missouri with a friend of his. The same bird he used to run around with out here? Yeah, he's the one. He's with Roy now. Okay, Toots. Thanks for the information. I'll be around to talk to you later. Sheriff's office. Forge please. Thank you. Hello, Carlton. Yes? Uh, this is Jim Norton. Are you sure a complaint has been issued on the Sherwood monkey? Absolutely. Located him yet? I think he's in Missouri. Uh, he's back there at the DA. will go get him. Almost a week had elapsed since the first of a long series of bad checks had been coming in, all obviously the work of Roy Sherwood. Finally, Norton felt he had a definite lead. He concurred with Deputy Sheriff Willie and Pennywit. Now, here's what I found out so far. As soon as this bird decided to make his killing, he started to split a bad check. All the banks that have cashed them so far are members of the association. That's why I'm sticking with the case. Now, this girlfriend in San Pedro is not telling me everything she knows. Where is this bird now? Mm, that penny with old boy is what I'd like to know. He sent this same a telegram from Joplin, Missouri. He's had time to be anyplace by now. Uh, Willie here thinks it might help if we talk to the girl. Uh, she knew you were a private investigator, but she might be a little scared of us. Well, you've got a point there. But we're overlooking something important. See, I had a talk with this Hilton woman, the wife of one of the fellows Sherwood gave as a reference, and uh, she tells me he's done time under the name of Smith, Roy Smith. Well, let's see if he's got a record. Yeah, it won't take but a minute. Carton, let's see if we have a record on Roy Smith. Okay. Uh, did this woman know what Smith's charge was? No, she said it was something serious, and that he'd been out only a couple of years. So you are, Pennywood. Thanks. Hmm. I'll say it must have been serious. He served four and a half years, according to this. When was he sent up? 
Well, he was arrested by Los Angeles County officers July 1932. Released to Hanford, California, July 7th. Sent to San Quentin from Kings County, July 14th. One to ten years. Grand theft. Hey, wait a minute. I remember this case. Yeah? Yeah, some of our boys picked this monkey up in Long Beach on a complaint from Kings County officers. I believe he pulled a gun and took a car away from a deputy from up there. Got the drop on the officer. Seems we're going to kill him. Oh, sure, I remember him. The boys blasted him out of a rooming house down in Long Beach. He thought he was tough, wanted to shoot it out with the boys. Boy, he's a big guy. Six feet, five and three quarters. Twenty-nine years old. Weight, 190 pounds. Well, with all that dope, it shouldn't be hard to pick him up. I've got a hunch he's back here. Let's get out to San Pedro and talk to Toot. Incidentally, what is your name? You can call me Thelma. Okay. Now, Thelma, we want the truth. You've been giving us the runaround long enough about this bird, Smith. I've told you the truth. I don't know where he is. Didn't I phone this fellow and tell him all I knew? Didn't I give him the letter and the telegram I got from Roy? Well, that's all right, too, but you know something else. How do you figure that? By the way, you've been answering our questions for the last hour. You haven't given a straightforward answer since we got here. Say, what is this, a third degree? No, we just want the straight dope on what you know about this fellow Smith, or Sherwood, or whatever you call him. But I've told you all I know. Look, maybe we should explain it to you again. When we catch Smith, and it comes out that you knew where he was, or that you withheld information that would have helped us catch him, uh, you can be sent to jail for aiding a criminal to escape. Is that on the level? Listen, lady, you want me to quote you the section of the penal code that says it's on the level? No, never mind. I don't want to get into trouble. Well, then tell us the truth. Okay. Take it easy. Where's Smith? I don't know. I really oh, don't know. Oh, for the love of Mike, are we going to start all that again? Wait a minute. I don't know where he is now. But I saw him last night in L.A. Where? When? I saw him at his hotel down on 5th Street, close to Los Angeles Street. He was going to stay there last night and check out today. All right, Selma. We'll soon find out if you're telling us the truth. If you are, okay. But don't you phone to this monkey or tip him off that we're after him. Or you'll be in hot water clear up to here. Don't worry. I won't talk. Yeah, we'll keep in touch with you. Thanks, lady. Think you'll keep quiet? Sure. Like a clam. She's scared. Let's get to that hotel and get set for the manager. Smith might come back. <laughs> Deputies Penny Witt and Willie checked with the manager of the hotel named by the girl. Norton conferred with the manager of the bank, making the original report. Heard anything more about this Sherwood fellow, Mr. Wood? Yes. Another check came in to the San Gabriel Bank for $36. Made out to Roy Sherwood and signed with Mr. Conn's name again. So he is back. And he lost the bank? No. He cashed the check at the store on Valley Boulevard. Will the manager prosecute? Well, didn't, didn't say. Uh, did he give an address? He gave 912 West 3rd Street, but I doubt if that's any good. So do I. Uh, incidentally, a fellow I happen to know told me that he knows this fellow. What's his name and where does he live? Well, he said he didn't want to get mixed up in this. Well, what he wants is entirely beside the point. We've got to follow down every lead we can get. Well, I don't know. Now, look, I'll keep this informant of yours out of the picture, but we've got to get your word. Okay, I'll write his name and address down for you. You can talk to him. 
Now, by the way, what's this fellow so afraid of, anyway? He claims the Sherwood fellow is a tough hombre. <laughs> You're telling me. He's always packing a big gun around with him. Got to drop on a deputy sheriff from Kings County a few years ago and really fix things up. Had a rap in San Quentin for his trouble. Crime never pays, eh? Yeah, something like that. You find that man whose name I gave you knows our fortress pretty well. Well, we'll see if we can't put a stop to some of his artistic efforts. Norton interviewed the informant, but secured the hold beyond the promise to notify officers that the suspect should again come to his house. Norton gave this new information to Pennywitz and Willie and returned to keep watch on the house on Center Street. Meanwhile, Deputy Pennywitz received a telephone call at his home. Pennywitz speaking. This is Carlton, Penny. That hotel you told me about just pulled in. The fellow you're looking for on that check case has been back there. Yeah? Is he there now? No, he left. They sent a bellboy to Taylor. He got me his car and the people's garage and headed south. Going back to San Pedro, probably. Uh, where's Willie? I couldn't locate him. He's gone to a meeting of the peace officers. Norton's uh, down at San Pedro, taken out on Sherwood's girlfriend. Looks like it's up to you. Yeah, looks that way. Well, get that run down to Lomita, pick up the man Norton talked to, and take him along to identify Sherwood. Okay, good luck. Let us know how you come out. Where did this fellow here with, are you? And how? That boy will shoot the license out on the flight of excuse. Yeah, I doubt it, he's so bad. Well, look at that baby face of his for you. I've never seen him. Looks just like that picture you showed me. Ah, he couldn't be the test. Hey, listen, that baby's got a gun that long. And a barrel alone. At least a foot long. <laughs> That's a pretty big gun. Well, maybe not quite a foot. But it is a big gun. Did he carry it with him all the time? He's sitting in the side pocket of his car when he's driving, but it's in the waistband of his pants when he's out of the car. Yeah? Well, I'll keep my eyes open. Well, guess we might as well drive over to Sherwood's girlfriend, see if he's been around there. Hey, wait a minute. See that car up ahead there? You mean that Ford sedan? Yeah, that's the one. Sure, I see. What about it? That looks like the car Sherwood was driving the other day when he came by my place. Uh, is that Sherwood in the car? I'm not certain that's his car. Well, make sure. We can't be running decent people into the curb in the hope that it will be somebody we're looking for. That looks an awful lot like Sherwood's car, all right. Don't you know the license number? No. Look on that card stuck in the corner of the windshield there. It's written on that. This car? Yeah. Here's a number. 9H4433. Is that it? That's it. That's the number on the car up ahead. That's Sherwood's car, then. Hey, I went out. I don't want to be in the car when you arrest me. What's the matter with you? I tell you, he's tough. He'd shoot me in a minute if he knew I'd talk to you, officer. Ah, uh, forget it. He won't shoot anybody. Let me out, I tell you. I don't want any part of this. Huh. You've got a yellow streak down your back a foot wide. That's all right. I'd rather be a live coward than a dead hero. Let me out. Okay, fella. Have it your own way. This way. Might as well take him. Okay, mister, pull over. Well, what's the big idea? I'm an officer, son. Get out. Oh, a cop, are they? 
Well, what do you want? I've been looking for you for a long time, young fella. Yeah? What for? Forgery. Take out your hands. That's it. Now the other one. Like this. Oh. Oh, here. What? What? Hey, Chuck told me. He's going to be tough about it, are you? All right. Get your hands up. Let's see you come up. Oh. Oh. Try to shoot me, will you? Give me that gun. Ah, you get burned for this. I'll burn anyway, so I as well kill you. What the? You're out of luck, smart guy. The barrel's full of sand. Oh, that's all right, too. We'll try it this way. Okay, you ask for it. Oh, oh. Hold it for a while. Young fella. Maybe he thought I was getting too old for this sort of thing. I guess I won't retire after all. In just a moment, Major Green will conclude our program. Just a reminder, friends, the vacation season for you is the work season for your car. And before you place extra demands on it, give that car of yours this new all-purpose Rio Grande cracked gasoline to enable it to meet those demands. See California first, and wherever you go, take with you all-purpose Rio Grande cracked, the gasoline that does everything better because of the scientific blend of its double portion of ingredients. And now, Major Edmund L. Green. Is life saved by the sand jammed in the barrel of the gun? Duffy Pennywit brought the young giant into the San Pedro jail. He was later booked on six counts of forgery, violation of the state gun law, and attempted murder. He was subsequently convicted and sentenced to Folsom, where he will learn that crime cannot pay. Thank you, Major Green. Calling all cars, attention all cars, cancellation broadcast 289 regarding a forgery suspect. This man is now in custody. That's all. Rose and Clinton. Frederick Lindsay, bidding you good night for Rio Grande.